early years, despite these liabilities, as well as a hyperinflation that destroyed the currency, attempts at forcible overthrow by extremists of both right and left, and occupation of parts of the country by the victorious powers of World War I. By the middle of the twenties, democracy seemed to have taken root in Germany, and the country enjoyed a half-decade of something approaching stability and prosperity. But, with the onset of the Great Depression, which struck the German economy harder than that of any other European country, the Weimar Republic fell upon hard times. In 1930, parliamentary rule ceased to function when the moderate political parties deadlocked over how to finance unemployment benefits for the growing legions of jobless Germans. As a consequence of that crisis, Decisive political power shifted from the Parliament to the Presidency, with the result that the Republic no longer functioned as intended by its founders. The President, in whose hands great power now became concentrated, was Paul von Hindenburg, who as Field Marshal had commanded the German army during the First World War. Elected in 1925, he was re-elected to a second seven-year term in 1932 at the age of thirty-five. A legendary figure because of his wartime role, the venerable Hindenburg personified for millions of Germans some of the proudest chapters of their country's past. He was a Junker, a descendant of one of the aristocratic families that had settled Germany's eastern frontier regions centuries earlier. As a young officer in the Prussian army, he participated in the Wars of Unification and was present at the proclamation of the Empire in 1871. Having retired in 1911 after an unexceptional career as an officer, he was recalled to service at the outbreak of war three years later. When the forces under his command halted the advance of Russian forces into German territory, he quickly became a national hero, even though the extent of his personal contributions to that victory was exaggerated for purposes of propaganda on the home front. Later elevated to supreme commander of the army, he managed to emerge from the German defeat in the war with his heroic status intact, in considerable measure, by virtue of the -the stab-in-the-back legend he himself played a key role in propagating. Tall and robust, Hindenburg was an imposing figure. Well into his ninth decade, he retained the ramrod bearing of a Prussian officer. Courtly and gracious in manner, he evoked nostalgia for the previous century. His broad, square visage, crowned by a close-cropped military haircut and punctuated by a long, wispy moustache, seemed frozen in an expression of pensive sadness. For many Germans, this visage conveyed profound gravity and resolute devotion to arduous duties. Although his public image was one of imperturbable strength, Hindenburg lacked a strong, independent will and seldom took initiatives on his own. Throughout his career he depended heavily upon the advice of those around him, a trait that became more pronounced with advancing age. Contrary to his stolid appearance, Hindenburg was subject, at moments of stress, to outbursts of emotion that caused his voice to falter and sent tears coursing down his cheeks. He tended to see political relationships in terms of comradeship and professed to value loyalty above all else, even though throughout his life he repeatedly turned his back on associates who had faithfully served him. 
Having no intellectual interests outside of military affairs, he rarely held more than simplistic views on other matters, including politics. But despite persistent rumors of senility, all reliable accounts indicate that, although ponderous and slow, Hindenburg remained lucid until the final illness that ended his life near the close of his 87th year in 1934, well after Hitler's dictatorial rule had reduced him to a figurehead. To the very end, Hindenburg's sheer physical bulk, his aloof dignity, and the living link he provided to past glories imbued him with an aura that awed most contemporaries. As head of state, President von Hindenburg occupied a position at first sight similar to that of the crowned heads of Europe's parliamentary monarchies, but the Republic's constitution bestowed upon his office far greater powers than those of the remaining.